0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into my top 10 April born actors in today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's super califragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? If you've been listening to the show for, I don't know, since 2017 I guess spring uh, spring of 2018 uh, You might be familiar with the top 10 month-born actors episodes that I used to do uh, I did them, I believe, from March of 2017 to March of 2018 And then in April, I, I reverted to the decade uh, for that following year Because, you know, at the time at least I was going through, uh, so so prior to doing the April episode, I would have spent roughly a month watching movies that some of the best actors on my spreadsheet at the time, uh, who were born in April, had been in to kind of add more films to their resume and, and see how that adjusted the standings and so on. And um, uh, there was no issue with that. I, I appreciated and, and enjoyed that side of things for sure, uh, but. On the other hand, uh, it it kind uh, of—I wanted to branch out, wanted to do something new, and that's how I I settled on the decades-born actors list instead. Moving forward, but now we we did a full year of that, uh, started with the pre-1900s-born actors, and did every decade in the 1900s, and then did everyone born after 2000. And now we're going back. We're going back to to the monthly version uh, on on this. For this next full year, we'll stop with March, and then we'll switch back. And uh, at that time, maybe we'll go back to the decades again, um, or not. Who knows? Uh, I have this month's top ten ready to go, and I'm also going to be looking back at what the top ten was in 2017 to see uh, what's changed, who's improved, who's lost, who fell off the top ten, and and so on and so forth. So uh, let's let's just get to it. Let's do this. Number 10. Born April 15th, 1959 in the United Kingdom with 36 films that I've seen uh, to their credit. 61.5 is their average film rating. They have four Oscar nominations and one win, a value of 11.5, a score of 69.76, and they are ranked 93rd overall. 93rd overall, and that is Miss Emma Thompson, British actress, comedian, and screenwriter. She was, in fact, on the top 10 last time we did this back in 2017. Uh, At the time, she had 23 film credits, so in two years, I've seen her in 13 different films. Her average film rating has dropped about 7 at full points, which isn't the best, Her value is now 26 points lower because the value system was different back then. And uh, her overall score was 107 uh, because this, with values being the value system being very different, uh, the scores were much, much higher overall. Uh, I don't know exactly where she was uh, in the overall standings, uh, but she was somewhere between 53rd and 62nd. uh, And she was seventh overall in April. So she has dropped to 10th in April and 93rd overall uh, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, with 13 films added to her her list, uh, that's not bad. You know, I, I generally consider that most of the actors, especially the ones towards the top of my list, I've seen almost all the good films they've been in. And so watching a lot more of their films oftentimes leads to their Score dropping because most of the films that they've have, they have left are subpar or below average, and at least in this instance, uh, that's not true. You know, um, I'm not entirely sure what films this includes, but it, at least let's see if it's been 2017. That would include at least the Meyerowitz stories, uh, the Children Act, King Lear missing link very recently uh johnny english strikes again um what else did i see recently of these names hmm a lot of these i know i've seen already last chance harvey mm, i don't think so looks like to be, in the name of the father i think is definitely one i've seen more recently um, dead again, maybe. I don't know. Tough to tough to say with any real certainty. Um, but because I I feel like I've seen almost all of these. them I don't even think they. I don't know letterboxed. I don't know what they're doing. But suffice to say. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot of movies, and um, I think there's a good shot that she's kind of going to be one of the mainstays, now obviously she's in number 10th, and she is very very close to dropping below number 11, uh, which is currently Sally Hawkins, Uh, she is two spots uh, below Emma Thompson, Sally Hawkins was not on the top 10 last time around, uh, so she has definitely Either improved or or maintained her position quite solidly in the time since. <clears throat> and Emma Thompson, I love Emma Thompson. I, I think she's splendid. I think she's wonderful. I you know from her earlier earlier work in in Howard's End and Remains of the Day, Much Ado About Nothing, uh, Dead Again, Impromptu. Uh, To her more recent stuff. I think her voice performance in Missing Link was great. I I really enjoyed her performance in The Children Act. I thought she was really good. Uh, She she wrote and had a small role in Bridget Jones's Baby. Um, uh, You know, I I think she's generally been very, very strong uh, in in pretty much all of her her performances. Saving Mr. Banks, uh, Brave... Every time she shows up in Harry Potter, uh, Nanny McPhee, I I just I I'm always interested in her. She's someone whose name attached to a project gets me excited, makes me want to see the movie, and I I I wish I hope she she continues. You know she is, uh, let's see, 1959, so she's 60 as of seven as of a week ago. She turned 60 about a week ago. And she's got hopefully a long, a long career ahead of her. She's credited. She's got roles in Late Night coming out this year. Um, she has a role in Men in Black International. Um, later this year in Last Christmas, a movie called How to Build a Girl. She's supposedly going to be in the Voyage of Doctor Doolittle coming out in 2020. So you know, lots, lots of roles for her to come and and I hope much more beyond that I think she's incredibly talented she can do comedy she can do romance uh, drama Uh, you know I I think she's kind of a jack of all trades in that sense and I'm really glad she remained on this top 10 uh, in the second go round because she really does deserve it and uh, is one of the better more refined uh, female actors in the in the game today, in my opinion, you know, I, I would, for me personally, I would put her uh, up in that conversation with Meryl Streep. I do think she's a notch below, uh, not a, not necessarily a full tier below, but definitely a, a couple of spots below Meryl Streep, just in terms of of Meryl's uh, much wider and longer career, and uh, the fact that I think I think Meryl has shown a much greater Variety in, in in the intricacies of her characters, whereas I think Emma Thompson, much of her career, uh, is, uh, you know, a lot of period pieces, a lot of period dramas, a lot of Shakespeare, and and I think Merrill has done a much greater, better job of of stretching out into into you know thrillers and and things like that of that that nature. So Emma Thompson. Love Emma Thompson, so great. Number ten, born in April. Number ninety-three, overall. Moving on to number nine, uh, born April twenty-eighth, nineteen seventeen. Uh, Died, passing away November first, nineteen ninety-nine, at the age of eighty-two. In uh, born in a Japanese actor. With eight film or nine film credits to his name, an average film rating of 76.22, no Oscar nominations or wins, a value of 9.5, and an overall score of 71.86 to be ranked 69th overall. Uh, This man was not on the list last time around. uh, So making his debut at number nine, Minoru Chiaki. Chiaki Minoru. Uh, Japanese actor who has performed in a lot of movies that were directed by Kurosawa, as many have, uh, including but not limited to Seven Samurai, Rashomon, Ikaru, High and Low, Throne of Blood, Hidden Fortress, Stray Dog, uh, and more. He's also been in uh, The Human Condition 2, Road to Eternity. Uh, He was in 1955's Godzilla Raids Again. Those are the nine films that he's been in that I've seen. A couple of the others listed here: The Face of Another, from 1966; The Idiot, from 1951; Samurai Three: Duel at Gunryu Island, 1956. Um, and then you know he's got a lot, a lot of credits. Uh, if you scroll down through his letterbox, many with uh, with posters that don't have any English on them. Uh, presumably, doesn't even get English language posters. So. Still a handful of films of his that uh seem to have been uh have appealed to, to the wider public outside of Japan, but at least half of his filmography is is, is very solidly rooted in uh, Japanese cinema and uh didn't didn't likely make it out much further beyond those borders. Minoru Chiaki uh is and I and I've I've mentioned this a couple of times, um that uh, he, and, and most of the actors from Japan that have worked with Kurosawa, have been in a lot of Kurosawa films, many of them uh, don't get large roles, uh, don't get, you know, named characters, don't get speaking parts, or, or if they do, it's, you know, one or two lines here and there. Minoru Chiaki uh, isn't that, in my opinion. I think he he has had quite, he, he often gets, you know... Um, a substantial role in these films. He he is far from uh, the the you know extra, as it were. Um, looking at Seven Samurai, he is the fifth credited person in Seven Samurai. Hihachi Hayashida, as is his character's name. So you know he was one of the more prominent actors that worked with with Kurosawa. You know maybe not quite to the level of Mifune, uh, but Chiaki at least has uh, proven himself, I think, and and his skills. And you know, he he's got a bit of a softer face. You know, Mifune very, you know, always had you know the big or or the prominent goatee, mustache, uh, long sideburns. You know, Chiaki a little bit of a mustache at least in his display picture looks a little uh, less refined an appearance, and I think, you know, it lent him to be, pl- to be playing uh, a little more um, relaxed and kind of lackadaisical roles, as opposed to someone like Mifune, which is, you know, is good, you know, it, it gives the cast, you know, since, you know, Mifune is in most of these movies as well, some, uh, something like Tatsuya Nakadai, also in a lot of these roles in these films, and uh, getting Chiaki, who who doesn't who provides a different angle? Provides a different perspective. You know, if you're going to work with the same people over and over and over again, at least uh, Kurosawa had the presence of mind to choose people who often represented uh, different dynamics, different um, roles uh, as compared to each other. So, uh, Chiyaki, you know, as as high as he is on this list, and uh, despite having somewhat more prominent roles than some of the other people who frequented Kurosawa's films isn't really someone I could recognize um I would have re- at least would have recognized prior to right now uh, after you know staring at his picture for the last 5 minutes but uh you know when I do get to the face of another the idiot um Samurai 3 Ganryu Island and so on I I will do my best to uh Keep my eyes open on him And, and pay a lot more attention to, to What he's doing And, and how he compares to, to The rest of the cast And what he's do, um, What his his role and his position is So uh, Number eight Number nine, sorry, Minoru Chiaki um, Number nine, born in April Number 69, overall Number eight Born April 2nd, 1914 in the United Kingdom unfortunately passed away August 5th, 2000 at the age of 86 is uh, an actor who has 18 film credits on my spreadsheet an average rating of 67.78 two Oscar nominations that I've seen one win a value of 11.5 a score of 72.5 to be ranked 60th overall 60th uh, and that is sir alec guinness sir alec guinness he was on the list last time around he was ranked ninth so he has moved up a spot um, he was below rank 62nd overall two years ago so he has slightly improved his standing at least Uh, At the time, I'd only seen him in 10 films, so I've seen 8 Alec Guinness films uh, in the last 2 years. His average film rating has dropped about 11 points. uh, 10.5, 11 points. Value down from 25 to 11.5, and and, uh, score as well, given that the system changed from then. But Alec Guinness, uh, 8 films later, still a prominent member of this list, and still someone who... uh, I'm sure I still have many, many iconic and great films of his to see. Obviously, the Star Wars films uh, must be considered. But beyond that, you've got Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago, Kind Hearts and Coronets, The Lady Killers, Murder by Death, The Man in the White Suit, uh, The Lavender Hill Mob, A, passion to pass, uh, a Passage to India, Uh, The Prisoner, one that I I saw more recently and and quite enjoyed. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think Kind Hearts and Coronets happened in the last two years. I think. Not certain. Let's see, at least all the Star Wars, plus three, for Zhivago, Bridge, and Lawrence. Lady Killers, I think I'd seen already. Um maybe not. I don't know. Murder uh, Kind Hearts and Cornets is probably right around that time. Um which I I love. I, I thought Kind Hearts and Cornets was fantastic. Uh, I I really I I thought Man in the Man in the White Suit was very fun. And uh just generally he he's a really enjoyable actor to to watch and experience. Uh, Murder by Death is good. Lavender Hill Mob, I like, Passage to India, I like. And uh having rewatched, you know, to to access as many star so many Star Wars movies throughout uh, the last few years, I think, you know, his presence in them has always been one that um is so rewarding and, and means so much. Uh I, I remember I watched um these great videos, uh, if you look, that, find them uh, called Filmumentaries. There's one for each of the original trilogy Star Wars films, and, and those were, were spectacular to see. I, I loved those and, and what they meant, and, and uh, the sort of behind the scenes a- aspect that they provided. And especially in uh, the first Star Wars uh, A New Hope just getting to kind of go behind the scenes and get some more background and insight into Alec Guinness and what he was doing with the role of, of Obi-Wan was, was, you know, just, just invaluable, invaluable. Uh, he is an Oscar nominee for his roles in Star Wars, A New Hope and the bridge on the river Kwai, river Kwai, uh, being an Oscar winning performance of his, um, other films of his that I haven't seen uh, that are fairly popular on Letterboxd, Oliver Twist from 1948, Great Expectations from 46, uh, 1991's Kafka, 1970's Scrooge, The Horse's Mouth, The Fall of the Roman Empire, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy from 79, Mute Witness, Our Man in Havana, Little Lord Fauntleroy, Cromwell, Brother Son, Sister Moon, The Quiller memo- memorandum, a lot of movies. Uh, you know he has a hundred, he has seventy film credits uh, listed on Letterboxd, and uh, I've only seen eighteen of them. So that's just a fourth, uh, which means there's a lot to go. So we'll see next time I pull this, I do this if uh, he's able to increase his standing a little more uh, and and prove himself uh, as as still being one of the best actors going, uh, living or dead, and uh, mo- very specifically, best one of the best actors born in April. So, number 8, born in April, number 60 overall is the UK's Alec Guinness. Number 7, he's already been mentioned on this episode, in fact, uh, born in Japan, April 1st 1920, passing away in 1997, December 24th, at the age of 77, with nine film credits that I've seen, an average rating of 77.4, no Oscar nominations or wins, a value of 10, a score of 73.36, to be ranked 50th overall. 50th. Rounding out the top 50 is Toshiro Mifune. Another collaborator, uh, frequently with um, with Kurosawa Mifune. Perhaps the most recognizable Japanese actor uh, ever, maybe Uh, None really come to mind uh, currently that I can think of Um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple of people But if not the most popular or recognizable Japanese actor uh, I mean, he's got to be top three, right? Uh, Mifune, 9 films, uh, looking back 2 years ago, he was not in the top 10, uh, I presume he just didn't have enough films to quite get him up there, but he makes it now, and uh, pretty pretty solid, pretty solid showing, You know, 9 films, average mm-hmm. film rating of 77, it's very very high, it's the highest average film rating of the top 10, born in April. Uh, and in fact, it's the highest average film rating of anyone born in April that's in the top 21. You'd have to go all the way down to number 22, Dick Elliott, who's only been in four movies, to find someone with a better average film rating. Uh, the only bad film from Mifune is 1941, the Steven Spielberg film that I think is uh, quite awful. Quite awful. Mifune has 122 credits on Letterboxed. I've seen nine of them. Uh, so there are a lot of movies from him left to go. Uh, his his, his um, the the description of him uh, says that he's been in almost 170 feature films. So that means there's a bunch on on that aren't even on Letterboxd uh, So lots of lots of things to discover with Mifune, including but not limited to Red Beard, The Bad Sleep Well, Drunken Angel. The Sword of Doom, Oharu, Samurai Rebellion, uh, Samurai 1, 2, and 3. I Live in Fear, The Idiot, Scandal, The Lower Depths. Uh, just, just on and on and on and on and on. It, you know, it doesn't, doesn't ever stop. And um, you know, it's just it's just He had a huge, huge, very prolific career with a ton of of great roles, great performances, and great films, and I'm, uh, I guess the only thing that kind of stops me from going deeper and deeper, um, or going deeper faster into his filmography is just, they're all in Japanese, and not that I, I have anything, not that there's anything wrong with that, just that it makes... It's a much slower experience most of the time you know these are you know Samurai over three hours. a lot of these movies are you know two hour two plus uh, and in Japanese, so I have to read all the subtitles. it's just uh, it's a far it's a far greater exertion on me and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just gonna be slower than if you know all his movies were in English just by my understanding of language that's all. Uh, The highest rated film of his that I haven't seen According to Letterboxd is Red Beard uh, Followed by Oharu and Samurai Rebellion So Red Beard, definitely one of the ones on my list uh, As well as the Bad Sleep Well uh, I think ones that I'm I'm intending to watch first and foremost uh, As well as the Samurai uh, trilogy of films Which I'm, I'm very interested in So... A lot of stuff to, to go with Mifune. And uh, I, I think he is... He is... Of all these 10... That I'm going to talk about... Seems to be the most... Sure-footed uh, name... To... Stay on this list... Now that he's made it. So... Number 7... Born in April. Number 50... Overall... Toshiro Mifune. Number 6... Uh, Is an actor born in California, April 3rd, 1955. He has 10 film credits to his name, an average rating of 76.3, no Oscar nominations or wins, a value of 10.5, and a score of 74.08 to be ranked 42nd overall. This is a guy uh, who I don't even think was on the spreadsheet uh, two years ago when I made the, the last April list. He certainly was not on the top 10, and the reasoning for that is because, well, he's probably not a very well-recognized person, and that's Thomas Arana. Thomas Arana. He has been in Guardians of the Galaxy, Gladiator, LA Confidential, The Born Supremacy, The Hunt for Red October, The Dark Knight Rises, Tombstone, Defiance... Limitless and American Satan those are the 10 films of his that I've seen um, a lot of good movies in this list a lot of good movies he is uh, you know not really uh, a big uh, a big name though right He's not I, I think his face is pretty recognizable once you you see him. I'm trying to see what his role was in Guardians. In Guardians, he was a Cree ambassador. So he plays a lot of minor roles in some of these big films. In Gladiator, he uh played had the role of Quintus, if that jogs any memories. Uh in Dark Knight Rises, he was if I can find it. Da, 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 da. Uh, He was Wayne's lawyer So uh, yeah, he's not not headlining these movies But he's there Uh, He is here And uh, I think this will be the only time he shows up (laughs) If I'm being quite honest Some of the films of his that I haven't seen Include Pearl Harbor 1992's The Bodyguard 2011's The Roommate 2013, Romeo and Juliet, Um, 1989's The Church, Derailed starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, 2004's Frankenfish, Frankenfish, yeah, a lot of, uh, at least based on their posters, garbage movies um, in his filmography, uh, including Pearl Harbor. He has 47 film credits on Letterboxd I've seen 10, so about 20% And uh, like I said, this is someone who Showed up on the uh, What What was it that I saw? I guess it was a rewatch Of Guardians of the Galaxy Or Maybe, maybe it was American Satan Which I saw in theaters last year And uh, Added him for that And it came with the rest of these credits One of the two And uh, now he's here to stay, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, only 10 films, so each bad film will be very, very impactful on his score, but average rating of 76.3, that's slightly higher than Minoru Chiaki, so, you know, he might, maybe he gets lucky, uh, let's see if he's got anything new coming out, no, he has no new film credits, um, As of right now. After American Satan, which is from 2017. So, uh... Doesn't seem good for his uh, his chances to stay in this top ten. But, for now, Thomas Arana is number six, born in April. Number 42 overall. Top five. Top five time. Let's do it. Number five... Is someone born in the United Kingdom, April 17th, 1942. He has 15 film credits to his name, an average rating of 70.33, a value of 13, and a score of 75.06. No Oscar nominations or wins, and he is 32nd overall. Very highly rated. Um, And that is someone who was not on the list two years ago. Uh, Which I was kind of shocked by. I expected him to be up there. Uh, But that is David Bradley. David Bradley. If you're not familiar with the name, you may know him as uh, Argus Filch from Harry Potter. Uh, He has also been in Game of Thrones. uh, I believe, I hope I'm remembering this right, uh, as Walter Frey. Outside of the Harry Potter films, he was in the first Captain America film... He was in Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Another Year, Exorcist, The Beginning, 2009's Harry Brown, and 1987's Prick Up Your Ears. Uh, Generally, he's more of a character actor. Uh, Argus Filch and Harry Potter easily his most popular role outside of, perhaps, Game of Thrones. Um, uh, you know, he's he's been around for quite some time, but his filmography is fairly small. Uh he he only has 58 film credits on Letterboxd. I've seen uh 15 or about 25%. And uh the ones that I haven't seen aren't uh aren't 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 big movies. Await further instructions from 2018. The Lodgers from 2017. A couple of Doctor Who specials. uh, 2001's Blow Dry. 2002's Nicholas Nickleby. uh, 2016's The Young Messiah. Not a lot of films here that I'm familiar with. uh, Entitled by poster or anything like that. Uh, And then you've got a lot of what looks like BBC uh, movies. And or specials or television shows. So... Uh, yeah, not not a ton uh, of positives for Mr. Mr. David Bradley. That said, uh, in the roles I have seen him in, and specifically Walter Frey and Argus Filch, I've really enjoyed him. I think he brings a lot of um, smoke and, and vinegar and, and gravel and gravitas to these kind of otherwise older more decrepit characters, and uh, he's always been very, very uh, consistent and competent in in providing strong performances, and I, I really do appreciate that. Like I said, I was very shocked he wasn't on this list two years ago. All the Harry Potter films he's been in should really buoy his score quite a bit. I guess at the time, due to the way the value rankings worked, uh, he just kind of fell a little bit below the radar and uh, outside of the top 10. but now he is number five. Uh, again, another person who seems like his only route is to go down, but uh, the question is how far and uh, will he drop faster than some of the other people on this list? and that I think is is the more important question because especially again you know against Thomas Arana, um I, that's not necessarily the case. So number 5 born in the UK is David Bradley. I don't think, let me see before we switch over to the next person. The newest film he's got on Letterboxd is 2018's Await Further Instructions. So um not, not doesn't seem to be doing a lot uh in the in the present day, but or at least in 2019 and further, but uh, you know, he's still out there, he's still, he's alive, and he's uh, hopefully got one or two more tricks up his sleeve. I, I would really like to see him, uh, you know, kind of surprise me again with with another kind of iconic performance. So, number five, born in April, number 32 overall, is David Bradley. Number four, someone uh, I think most of you will know, he And this is also surprising. He was not on the list last time. Uh, For those keeping track, uh, Alec Guinness and Emma Thompson, the only people uh, so far who were on the list in the first seven names. So from numbers numbers four through ten, only Emma Thompson and Alec Guinness uh, remained on the list. Number four this time, number four in April, born... April 29, 1957, in the United Kingdom, with 18 film credits to his name, an average rating of 69.94. Uh, six Oscar nominations, three wins, a value of 13, a score of 75.95, to be ranked 27th overall, is none other than Daniel Day-Lewis. Perhaps uh, the greatest living actor right now, uh, male or female uh one of the very very few actors ever to to win three o- oscars uh three academy awards uh he has been he has won for uh there will be blood my left foot and lincoln you know he he, he it's you know his his ability to sink into a role his ability to to completely wrap a character around his whole body is is unparalleled unparalleled and i think you know it will be quite some time before we find someone with that much skill and dexterity when it comes to to embodying another human person you know lincoln uh, especially you know Lincoln especially as someone who really existed and uh, he turned he simultaneously made Lincoln his own and uh, and captured everything that we know and understand and, and think about who that character who that person is and I, I think he's one of the most talent one of the most talented actors to ever live. Outside of those Oscar winning performances, you've got Gangs of New York, Last of the Mohicans, Phantom Thread, The Age of Innocence, Gandhi, In the Name of the Father, uh, A Room with a View, The Crucible, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, My Beautiful Laundrette, Nine, Sunday Bloody Sunday, The Boxer, For the Hungry Boy, Uh, you know, those are pretty much all his big movies, I think there are a couple left that I haven't seen yet, Uh, The Bounty, The Ballad of Jack and Rose, stars and bars uh but but really there's not a lot you know he was a very selective film uh, uh actor he did not work with a lot of people he did not um or rather not that they didn't work with a lot of people but he he didn't make a lot of movies in his time and in his career and uh you know while it's a shame we don't have more performances from daniel day lewis uh the ones we got are are exceptional. He has 32 credits on Letterboxd. I've seen 18 of them, so more than 50%. And uh, some of the ones here at the bottom are, you know, television specials and and kind of insignificant things. So there's maybe five or six real, you know, relevant films left of his that I have yet to see. And uh, I'll be kind of treasuring each one because, you know, there's only so much. If he really is retired, if he really isn't going to come back and act any any longer, you know, I don't want to rush through any great performances uh, that he has left that I haven't seen. Uh, so Danny Day-Lewis, again, I, I'm kind of surprised he wasn't on the list two years ago, but, you know, I didn't have Phantom Thread back then. Um... I don't think I had in the name of the father. I don't think I had Age of Innocence. Um, I didn't have Crucible. Um, I didn't. I didn't have the boxer. So you know, good number of films of his that I, I hadn't quite seen, and uh, giving a few more films can add, definitely help out the the score, as it were. So that's uh, that's Daniel Day Lewis. Number four, Born in April, number 27 overall. Now, the top three, if, if you've been, you know, paying attention, keeping track of the scores of these first seven actors, uh, the difference in their scores is generally not that large. Uh, you know, the, the widest gap is between nine and ten, uh, which was about two points between Min, uh, Minoru Chiaki and Emma Thompson. Other than that, every other uh, sequential person, their score has been less than one point above. All right, here we go from Daniel Day Lewis, number four. Our number three, we got a huge jump, and and the same thing will happen with numbers two and one. Uh, number three, born again in the United Kingdom, April twentieth, nineteen sixty four. 31 film credits to his name, an average rating of 65.94, no Oscar nominations or wins, a value of 16.5, a score of 78.44, to be ranked 16th overall, 16th, uh, and this is someone that was on the list last time around, uh, very tough to get this high and not have made the list before, uh, but that is Andy Circus. Andy Serkis, if you listen to me, if you listen to me talk about War of the Planet of the Apes, I love Andy Serkis, I think he's exceptional, he's currently ranked 16th, two years ago he was ranked 24th, so he's made a little bit of an improvement, at the time I'd seen him in 16 films, now I've seen him in 31, I've almost doubled the number of movies I've seen him in, uh, his average film rating has dropped from a 77, roughly, to a about a 66, uh, so about 11 points there, his value from you know, again, value has changed quite a bit, so it has dropped quite substantially, and it's the same with the score. He was ranked... He was number two, however, at the time, and uh, he's now number three, as far as uh, ape-born actors are concerned. So, I think what watching all those additional films of his has done, because War for Planet of the Apes came out within that time, is, first and foremost... I guess, uh, you know, he had Last Jedi as well in that time, too. But first and foremost, it has kind of given him an anchor, right? So the way the formula works to determine the score, the more films you've been in, uh, the less each film affects your average film rating, the less each film affects your score, uh, unless it's wildly bad or wildly great, you know? The more films you're in... Uh, the more important value becomes as you get deeper into uh, someone's filmography. So by getting to that 31 film point and still being a top 20 actor, still making number 3rd in April, it's going to be very, very difficult for any circus to sort of crash and burn his way out of this top 10. Um, It's more likely that uh, just sort of the standard of scores will rise over time and uh, he will slowly move down if he cannot keep up. Now that being said, Andy Serkis is—he's uh, only fifty-five. You know, he's also started directing. He has two directorial efforts under his belt. While I wasn't a big fan of Mowgli, and I think Breathe is—it's uh, got its issues too. He is certainly—you uh, know—going to be around for a while. He had you know, Black Panther, uh, just last year as well, and, uh, he's been in some of the most profitable franchises of all time, from Black Panther and Avengers Age of Ultron, to the new Planet of the Apes movies, to all three Lord of the Rings movies, uh, and including the first Hobbit, he was in The Prestige, uh, he was in King Kong, uh, you know he, he's been in a lot, a lot, a lot of big, big, big movies, and uh, it's really due to the fact that he is perhaps uh, the best motion capture performer we've got. Uh, there are a couple of others I would say are, are very, very good, but I think if you want the best, you're gonna, you kind of have to concede that it's Andy Serkis at this point, and we're still kind of on the front lines of discovering motion capture and the sort of extent and and possibilities that exist within it. So surely, you know, 10, 20 years ago, the landscape may be very, very different. But at this point in time, it's him. It's really just him. Um, That said, looking to the future to see what he's got coming out, Uh, you know, you've got in a couple of weeks, he'll be in a movie called Long Shot. That's the Seth Rogen, Charlie's Theron film. Uh, I, I I know the premise. I know I know what it's supposed to be about. Not sure how any circus fits in. I don't think it's going to be a great film, but you know, Seth Rogen comedy could be okay. Uh, he's also got a twenty nineteen ver- version of a Christmas Carol. So there's that. Um, I went, a, you know, I went and saw a ton of his films uh, fairly recently, and so you know, a lot of the movies that he's been in that I haven't seen are pretty obscure. Little Dorrit uh, from 2008, Einstein and Eddington from 2008, um, Sugar House from 2007, mm, Longford from 06 blessed from 04 not a lot of things not a lot of recognizable films at all and uh, that's fine i you know it doesn't bother me uh, most of the, a lot of the films of his i have seen are, are fairly uncommon uh, but there's still a few death watch um, and so on long shot is the most popular film of his i haven't seen and it's not even out yet so Again, I'm always interested in what he's got coming up. Uh, His name, one of the most exciting names to to see attached to a film for me. And uh, still over half of his filmography, according to Letterboxd, I haven't seen. So, a lot to find, a lot to discover, hopefully. Fingers crossed, at least. So, number 3, Born in April. Number 16 overall is Andy Circus. Number two brings us to number two. This is another person who's on the list. He was number three last time, so he and Andy Circus have swapped spots. Um, number two is an American actor born in Jersey, New Jersey, at April 22nd. So this day, 1939, so 82 years ago, this man was born. He has 25 film credits that I've seen, an average rating of 70. Twelve Oscar nominations, I think that's all of them. Three wins, and a value of seventeen point five. A score of eighty-two point three one. Another big jump up there from Circus, and he's ranked fifth overall, top five, barn you know of every actor that I have in my spreadsheet. Second in April, and that is Mr. Jack Nicholson. <clears throat> Jack Nicholson. Uh, two years ago. I had seen him in 19 films. Now it's 25, so I've seen six Jack Nicholson films in the last two years. Not a lot, but you know, you watch so many films, you know, you gotta pick and choose here and there. His average film rating has dropped just about two points, not too much. And um, at the time he was ranked 27th overall, he has jumped up 22 spots uh, to 22 to fifth overall. And I think a large part of that is the tide has been receding. I think a lot of scores are just naturally dropping as I watch more and more films. Uh, you know, you watch most of the good ones first, and now I'm most of the films I watch are not good anymore, and uh, that sinks everybody. As as that's how it is. Um, but Jack Nicholson has. Uh, been one of the stronger actors, uh, over to, to sort of last over time. I'm not sure exactly what movies I've seen in the last six, uh, two years that he was in. I'm trying to see, look through the list here. Ragtime, I believe, is one of them. I really liked Ragtime. Mm. About Schmidt, I think, was more recent. That was good. Pritzy's Honor, I believe, maybe Ironweed. I forget when I went through all my Meryl Streep films. Um, Tommy, I think maybe, I'm not sure. Those are some of the ones I believe I've seen in the last two years, or at least since the last time I did this episode. Um, and uh, look, Jack Nicholson—he's uh, kind of a caricature nowadays, and I'm not sure if he'll ever really reclaim uh, the the incredible, incredible talent and and charisma and and skill that he displayed in films like the shining departed one flew with cuckoo's nest chinatown uh but he is without a doubt you know one of the better actors ever in my opinion and uh 25 of his films that's only about a third of all the credits he has i still haven't seen the bucket list the passenger uh from 1975 the pledge Wolf, uh, The Shooting, Carnal Knowledge, The Raven from 1963, um, The King of Marvin Gardens, Ride in the Whirlwind, The Postman Always Rings Twice, Hoffa, The Missouri Breaks, The Two Jakes, Heartburn, there's a lot of movies left that he's been in that I haven't seen and, and a lot of ones I recognize and I'm familiar with and I think... You know, there's a lot, a lot of good performances left in Jack Nicholson that I, I've still got to experience. So I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I have that to look forward to, and um, hopeful for, for. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe he can. You know, I don't know. Is he still acting? I guess so. How do you know? From 2010? No, he's got. Documentaries. That's it. Um, not really acting anymore, which is fine. Uh, so at least he's got, um, a couple of good ones in theory to, to pull from going backwards. But, uh, he does. Uh, I mean, you're at fifth. He's at fifth right now. He's got, he's going to be one of the mainstays for a very, very long time, uh, if not permanently. And, uh, His swath of Academy Awards and nominations are a testament to just how well-respected and how well-liked he's been in the industry. So, I'm a big fan of Jack Nicholson. I do think, you know, as he got older, you know, when you got, you know, the something's gotta gives and the anger management's, you know, pretty much everything he did after 2000, save for The Departed, uh, didn't really work for me. But he didn't do too much acting after 2000, so that's not... Too big of a problem. Number two, over uh, born in April. Number five overall is Mr. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Finally, finally, your number one best actor born in April. I guess <laughs> my number one best actor born in April is the same as it was two years ago. Um, Born in Connecticut, April 6th, 1947 35 film credits to his name Up from 26 two years ago Nine new movies An average rating of 66.06 Which is about five points lower than it was two years ago No Oscar nominations, no wins A value of 22 and a score of 84.49. He is ranked second overall, number two, up from tenth overall two years ago. Mr. John Ratzenberger. That's right. Cliff Claven from Cheers is our number one actor from April for two straight years. With voice roles in Inside Out, Coco, Incredibles Two, Incredibles, Wally Up, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Toy Story Three, Monsters Inc., Finding Dory, Toy Story Two, Brave, Monsters University, Cars, Cars Two, Cars Three, Good Dinosaur, the, A Bug's Life, and more, uh, he is he is far and away uh, the the strongest actor in the April list. Uh, Some of those being recent, uh, Incredibles 2. Uh, Some of the films I've seen of him, uh, Cars 3, is that recent enough? Yeah, Cars 3 would have been recent enough. Uh, Coco would also make that list. Uh, Other than his his non-voice roles that I've seen, Gandhi, uh, Superman, And Outland, Firefox, She's Having a Baby is one I've seen recently. Ragtime, he was also in. Um, Yeah, Uh, voice actor, he's been in a ton of Pixar films and uh, has done a great job in those. And he will reprise a role in Toy Story 4 that he has uh, brought a lot of character and and fun to in uh, Ham. Who he plays in the Toy Story films? I like John Ratzenberger. He's got a voice that really sticks out. Uh, he's someone I always kind of recognize when I hear their voice in in the in the Pixar movies. I think he's able to, you know, he he's he's the kind of voice where you hear it and it's recognizable. You know, you you, you connect it to a character, but he never kind of transcends the role he's in. I think when you hear him. You know, he's ham. It's not oh that's John Ratzenberger. Oh man, I recognize that. It's not like a Keanu Reeves. It's not like a uh I don't know, like I I, I do that I do that with Chris Pratt in the Lyco movie. I'm like, that's Chris Pratt, that's Chris Pratt, that's Chris Pratt. And uh I don't really do that. I obviously I recognize the voice, but like I don't I, I know it as the character, if that makes sense. And uh, he, he's just, he's great at that. I, I think he's had a fantastic anna, uh, voice career. And, uh, you know, with Toy Story 4 coming out, he's hes only got more to go. Some of his other films I haven't seen. Uh, the theatrical cut of Superman 2. A Bridge Too Far from 77. House 2, the second story. The Falcon and the Snowman. Twilight's Last Gleaming. Battle Truck, or Warlords of the 21st Century, Protocol, One Night Stand, a bunch of films uh, that he's been in that I haven't seen here. Uh, He's got 78 film credits on Letterboxd, and uh, I've seen 35 of them, about 44%. And other than Toy Story 4, doesn't look like he's got anything... Uh, coming out in the next year, so, but, you know, next, whatever the next Pixar movie is, I assume he'll be in that, and it only makes sense, it only makes sense, John, there's not much else to say about him, he, he's he's a mainstay, he's been around, he knows what he's doing, He he's very, very competent and skilled in, in the roles he fulfills, and, uh, It's always good to see him in a cast list. I think he brings a lot to uh, the voice roles that he's given. So, John Ratzenberger, two straight years. He is number one in April. Uh, He has moved up to number two overall. And uh, he's eyeing that number one spot. But it's a pretty big gap. Pretty big gap. So, running down that top ten list one more time for you. Emma Thompson, Minoru Chiaki, Alec Guinness, Toshirô Mifune, Thomas Arana, David Bradley, Daniel De Lewis, Andy Circus, Jack Nicholson, and John Ratzenberger. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It means a lot. So glad to have found all my files and data and gotten those back. Uh, still waiting to get my 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 PC back uh, soon. Uh, hopefully by the time I come back from vacation. But. Uh, until then, I do have all the access to the files I need, and that is much m- the most important thing. Thank you for listening, and as uh, if you would like to find more episodes, uh, head over to where podcasts can be found. You can also check out the website, circleoffilm.com, where you can find all the current and previous top 10 actor lists by month or by decade. Um, I will be adding the 2019 April list uh, very soon, you can support the show by liking, reviewing, rating, uh, subscribing, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, if, or you can head over to patreon.com slash circleoffilm and subscribe for as little as eight cents an episode. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at circleoffilm, letterboxed at tw- circleoffilm, or shoot, an, shoot, an, shoot me an email, circlefilm at gmail.com. All of those things are, are encouraged and acceptable. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view.